The peace of our Lord be with you. So Moses said to the Lord, Why have you treated me so badly? I am not able to carry all of this alone. If this is the way things are going to be, then do me a favor and let me die today. That was Moses' prayer in this morning's Old Testament lesson. When we caught up to Moses in Numbers chapter 11, he was so disappointed in and exhausted by the way his life had turned out that he prayed for God to please just let him die. Moses' spirit was collapsing beneath the weight of Moses' life. He had all of those unhappy people to care for and all of those competing opinions to manage and he had finally had all he could bear. Moses had sacrificed so much of his soul on the altar of his role that he was no longer interested in going on with life. So he prayed, O oh God, why have you laid the burden of all these people on me? If this is the way life is going to be, he prayed, then please, Lord, do me a favor and let me die today. God's answer to Moses' prayer came quickly. Only it wasn't exactly the answer for which Moses prayed. What God gave Moses was not the relief from life Moses wanted, but the strength for life Moses needed. God's answer to Moses' prayer was not a way out of his pain, but a way through it. In verse 15, Moses said to God, If you love me, you will let me die. And in verse 16, God said to Moses, Gather 70 of the elders of Israel so that they can bear the burden with you so that you shall not bear it all by yourself. God's answer to Moses' prayer was not the way out Moses wanted, but the way forward Moses needed. God's answer to Moses' prayer was people. People from whom Moses could draw strength and with whom Moses could better bear the burdens which were crushing his spirit. 
It's an obscure story from a rarely read corner of the Old Testament, but the lectionary is kind to place it in our path every three years because it is such a true and clear snapshot, not only of how Moses found his strength, but how we find ours. Just as Moses needed people from whom he could draw strength, so do all of us. When life is at its hardest and worst, we, like Moses, need people. People of God from whom we draw strength and in whom we find courage. What Stanley Hirewas once wisely called a community capable of absorbing our grief. That is what we need and that is what we have. It's called a congregation, a family of faith, a church. It's what we all promised ourselves to be from this day forward for little Lewis Boatler a few minutes ago. And it's what we all always have been and always will be for one another. The people of God embodying the love, compassion, and goodness of God as best we can with and for one another. We do not do that perfectly because all of us are in ways known and unknown, seen and unseen, wounded and broken people ourselves. Many of you are familiar with that powerful image of the wounded healer. It was made famous by Henry Nowen's book back in the 1970s but it reaches all the way back to the Talmud. It's from an old Jewish legend that when the Messiah comes, you'll be able to recognize the Messiah because the Messiah will be sitting at the city gate among those who are most wounded, sick, and poor. The difference will be that everyone else among the wounded, sick, and poor, unwraps all of their wounds at the same time, redresses them, and rewraps them all at the same time. The Messiah only unwraps one wound at a time, redresses it, and rewraps it because the Messiah knows that he must always be ready to go to some other wounded soul and help them, give them the strength that they need to bear what they must bear. When we all come together here on Sunday mornings, it really doesn't matter how fine we look, 
or how strong we appear. Let's be honest. At best, we are all just wounded healers, all with our own brokenness and woundedness, our own failures, seen and unseen, known and unknown. The amazing miracle of the Holy Spirit is that when we're all in here together, it doesn't multiply our weakness. It multiplies our strength. And here, among the family of faith, in some way that cannot be explained apart from the work of the Holy Spirit, we do draw strength from one another. And we do find courage and joy in one another. I cannot think about all of this without going back to something I read six or seven years ago, which Kay Sheridan said to her husband, Walter. One day, the Sheridans were sitting at their kitchen table talking about how much they needed the strength they found in the people at their church when Kay said, Buddy, even if you and I were to wake up one Sunday morning and discover that the atheists were right, we'd still get dressed, get in the car, and go to church because we need those people that much. Isn't it true? Isn't it so? Don't we all need the strength we draw from? courage we find in, the faces and voices, support and kindness, understanding and grace of the people of God in whom we do find the embodied, fleshed out presence, goodness, love, and care of God. Amen.